4: Welcome
5: to Ken Potty Mouth and the Sports Fist, Episode 85. Ken is out tonight. So I'm your host, Brandon. With me, as always, is the rest of the uh, the Potty Mouths with the Sports Fisters. I don't know what you want to call yourselves uh, on the hotline. John, hi, John.
1: Hey, what's going on, Brandon?
5: Uh, Stu, hi, Stu.
1: Hey guys, uh, how's it going?
5: Drinking a celebration ale, one of the best of the the seasonals, I think, of all time. Is that right?
2: Celebration ale. Correct.
5: And we've got Clarence. We'll see if he uh, sounds like he's uh, he's actually a human being on living on planet Earth this time. Hi, Clarence. What's up, fuckers? Yeah, How that came that? through loud and clear. Yep. And we've got our <laughs> guest tonight hey, is one uh, Parker Hageman. Hello, Parker. Hey, fellers. Silver Bullet, as always. Same bag. Yep. So we are going to talk. Twins, of course, because um, it's the one thing that we agree on is that they're hopeless. Uh, we are going to talk music, possibly. We'll see what happens, and maybe um, some Timberwolves. But we're going to start off, as we always do, with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, so I have a talker for you, and I want to start out with you, Stuart. Um, yeah. If Adrian Peterson had not chosen to uh, beat the shit out of a child, would this be a playoff team at this point?
3: Um they would be two games better, probably. But I don't know, if, even in the NFC, I don't know if that's good enough. Because it's really quite a, a good, it's stacked up top, as I like to say.
1: Wait a second, how it's, would they be two games better?
3: I'm just estimating. I, I, I don't know. I just figured they're probably two it's games not, better. just,
2: I don't know you'd throw that out. It's not like they've been losing game. What's well, the closest game they've
3: lost? Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Buffalo. Other than that, they've been basically their ass
2: kicked in their other
3: losses. I'd say they win the Buffalo game and maybe have an outside chance to win the New Orleans game.
5: Chicago was close for a while, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: okay, no. I, I can't mm-hmm. help but notice that in this scenario, unless we're thinking Adrian Peterson is going to play left tackle, Matt Khalil is still a big part of this team in this Adrian P- Peterson scenario. <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, Mike Zimmer is doing a great job coaching the offense, and um, or I don't, know. I don't, I don't, I don't I wasn't there for that episode. I really don't know. What
5: happened. You got out I of that conversation we, immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! I don't want to talk about it.
3: Correct. With the improvements made on defense, I just think they're probably a game or two better. But I don't know if that makes enough of a difference in the NFC because I think nine and four right now doesn't even get you in. I think Dallas is currently somebody's out at nine and four right now.
1: Yes, that's true. So, yeah, that, seen...
3: so I do. I do think. I mean, we'd at least they'd be talking about it. I mean, there's still people talking about the playoffs now.
2: They you know, are. They have no,
3: ch- they have no, no. chance of getting in, but there's guys, you know, oh, there's a chance. Nope. they win
5: the table. <laughs> yeah, Eleven teams lose out. They could make exactly.
3: it. Exactly, yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, literally, they first of all, them winning three games in a, three more games in a row is not happening. I mean, Detroit's <laughs> going to kill them on Sunday.
2: Their running game is not. Really bad. Like, their stats are not any better than last no. And Clarence is
5: underwater again.
2: Can you not hear me? <laughs> no. No, are I
5: you can't yourself? hear you very well.
2: <laughs> oh, you gotta horse fucking me. It's a whole different setup.
5: I heard horse fuck. <laughs> and broadcasting live
1: and from the USS Los Angeles is Clarence walked
2: Shitting me. up.
5: No, it's not good. Let's go to John. John, let me ask you. Are they, uh, Are they? Let's go, to, let's go to Parker. Team?
1: Let's go to Parker because he hasn't said one thing yet. <laughs> okay. well,
0: I'm, I'm enjoying Clarence right now. I'm just <laughs> listening to him uh, say adult words. Um... No, my so what I look at was Teddy is he's got basically nobody he's throwing to. Cordero Patterson has played what four snaps the last three games. Mm-hmm. It's been kinda of crazy that he's actually done well without anybody that he can uh, that he can throw to. I
1: I'm a little surprised that I I'm sure some of the guys with the twins are like, wait a second, so shouldn't the coaches be publicly impugning Cordero Patterson's work ethic now? I mean that's what you do, right? <laughs> You go to your media buddies and you're like, "Well, he showed up late for practice the other day, and he was he was only two minutes early to a meeting. He just doesn't know the meaning of work."
0: Well, and he that's, went to the, uh, that's how uh, you change guys' behavior the, is you
1: call them out in the media.
4: Yeah,
0: he went to the wild game and uh, did the left hockey thing. You're supposed to just hide in the in the corners, right? You're not supposed to go out there and look like you're having fun.
1: No, that's terrible. <laughs> I I mean. I, I Honestly, I, I saw the clips of the goals And I saw that they cut to Patterson and Adam Thielen Sitting there And my first thought wasn't Why is Cordero Patterson at a wild game My first thought was Is that somebody who has an A.J. Thielen jersey But it's spelled differently <laughs> So Take that Anybody who knows the history of wild draft picks is laughing now But the rest of you guys are just looking at me like I'm an idiot So no, screw I'm you guys no. I hate you what talking about yep. Yep. What are you talking about
5: I do commend the coaches for not um, publicly talking shit about Patterson, but I almost wish they would a little... Well, I don't wish they would, but I wish I could get some sort of explanation on why... How hard is route running? I don't get it. Like, he's fast and he's big. can he just figure out how to run a route? How fucking difficult is it? Like, some slow-ass George Melch because he knows how to run routes. It doesn't seem like rocket science to me. It's not like learning a pitch in baseball or whatever. It's just... Run this way 10 yards, run that way 8 yards, and turn around. How fucking hard is it? I don't get it. You can't even see the field. He's amazing. I wish someone could explain it to me.
1: I wish, you I wish I knew. I wish I knew how you could get this far in your career without apparently knowing how to run routes.
5: Does he need to pull like the L and the R on his. On his gloves to know which way to turn No I think what, it's just it?
1: running good routes I I mean clearly he knows how to run A post pattern But That's... I'm oh. sure there's I I for Many reasons am not an expert in How to play wide receiver But presumably there's something that You can do to get open Some sort of body position Or fakes or something that will make your cut sharper Or Get, your, get separation from a defensive back And apparently that's not happening right now Or, here's the thing we don't know Or it's happening every play And Teddy is just looking in the wrong spot
5: No, don't talk about a Teddy like that Not on I, this podcast I, I, I don't somewhere. think it's happening either That yeah, poop mouth the Dirty poop mouth of <laughs> yours
1: I just, I just want somebody to give the guy a hug But Something obviously is breaking down there Either there's nobody open Or Teddy's not finding them Or Teddy's not confident enough yet To throw the ball into Tighter coverages that other quarterbacks Might be confident enough to throw the ball into But something's clearly going wrong there And, you know, they're playing Detroit this week We saw it most particularly In the last Lions game Which was a combination of the Lions defensive line basically sprinting by the Vikings offensive line on every play And converging around Teddy, who would, they would then they would tear his arm off and throw it into the first row of the stands And after yes. that, it got even worse That was the entire Lions game It was just Bridgewater dropping back and immediately being disemboweled by an onrushing wave of Lions defensive linemen
5: that was Towards quite end, a rant. The... You started out talking about a wide receiver and then you ended up on some sort of weird yeah. Teddy's. I don't really know uh, where you ended up there, John.
4: <laughs>
1: I'm you have a, you had a <laughs> lot of rage pent up, John. I really do... quickly. I'm a very angry man. <laughs>
5: yeah. uh, no, I'm blaming this on Patterson because Teddy Bridgewater is turning. Um, um, is it Charles? Chuck? Charles Johnson? Yeah. What the hell is his name? <laughs> Charles
1: Johnson. Or Chuck <laughs> Charles Johnson
5: into a legitimate. Uh, a legitimate receiver, and he was a practice squad guy that got cut. Um, so, I don't know. I just think it's got to be Patterson, but I just don't understand why, because if you look at replays of even Johnson, uh, Charles Johnson, I think it's Charles. I know you just told me, but I still already forgot. Um, like, some route that he, like, goes 10 yards and slows down and then speeds up again. Like, that's not, like, an amazing route that he's running. It's just <laughs> an average-looking, like, backyard. Like, Patterson, why can you not do that? That. I could do that.
1: That is the classic God. backyard football route. the stop and go where yeah. your oh, dad's
5: going down no, I'm going faster.
1: Your dad does the exaggerated pump fake, like he's going to throw a bowling ball, and then somehow <laughs> you still get to burn your uncle whose knees went out ten years ago,
5: yeah, yeah. Um, getting back to the the talker at hand, um, with Peterson would they be a playoff uh, fringe contender? I have to say that um, that's a very hot take, even bringing up the um, the the possibility that a running back could be worth one or two wins, right?
3: He was worth seventy two years ago. I think they won seventy <laughs> games because of him.
1: unfortunately Ponder lost like minus seventy eight. So it's...
3: with
5: Ponder on his back the whole way, he has piggyback yeah. Ponder.
1: That year, yeah. I mean, Peterson was worth 25 runs to the Twins that year. He scored 12 points a game for the Wolves. He, did, he, he was worth a lot to everybody in town that year.
5: Built target field himself. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was impressive.
1: He scored a couple goals for the soccer team. He did it all.
5: Well, if you want to know my point of view, and I know that you do, um, I don't think that they would be really have any. I don't think that a running back means much of anything in any capacity. As you know, it's just uh, quarterback and head coach. That's all that matters. That's what I think. Here's, um,
1: I I do want to talk about that a little bit. Running back <laughs> seems like a the most important position. Like obviously, Adrian Peterson is awesome, but somehow it's also the most replaceable position. <laughs> Like, yeah. you stick in Joe Banyard, and you're like, yeah, he's not that bad, that Joe Banyard. Jonas
5: Gray runs for 200 yards.
1: Yeah. How is that and possible again? that both of those things can be true? Because, like, quarterback, if you don't have one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the league, your team is terrible. That's how important that position is.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, I think it's different because a quarterback has a lot of different decisions to make, and a running back really doesn't have hardly any. I mean, it's he knows the hole he's supposed to hit, so really it's hit that hole you know, as disciplined as you can. Um, and then with your playmaking ability, maybe you get a little bit of bonus, but that's really kind of the uh, the gist of it. That's my point of view. I don't know. Yeah, I don't Does that know. sound I smart?
1: I'm sort of depending on Parker to jump in here right now because that's what usually happens at baseball times when we're like, Boy, is Tory Hunter bad at defense or not? I don't know. What does Parker think? And then Parker has here's a gif, has a gif all queued up to tell us what to think. That's what I here's want. A right a
0: stat. Here. Yeah, here's a stat. Running backs are good.
1: There, how's that? <laughs> that wasn't all bad. Right. <laughs> VikingsJournal dot everybody.
0: But to Brandon's point, though, I mean, you look at like Denard Robinson. You know, he ended up being a, a marginally good quarter, uh, running back for Jacksonville. You know, before he blew out something this week, but. I guess it's kind of contingent on your offensive line, and the Vikings' offensive line has been complete horse turds at, at most turns. So that's where you're at.
1: Yeah, that's probably the truth. I mean, that's why I think Adrian Peterson wouldn't have been that valuable for the Vikings this year, because their offensive line still sucks. Well, you suck. I
5: <laughs> am, <laughs> um, I am impressed with how they've done so far, though, as a team. I mean. Uh, they're not uh, a dumpster fire this season by any means. It's weird because you look at a lot of the games uh, the Jets is a good example of um, the Jets are terrible um, they made Geno Smith look like a pro bowler. He had like 270 yards something but they still sort of pulled it out at the end so I don't know if this is one of those scenarios where maybe they got lucky maybe it's not sustainable or they're just like well coached enough where they just aren't beating themselves and then they, you get a couple victories handed to you um, every year just from incompetence from the other team like the Rams obviously having an off day and they just well, yeah I guess we'll take this victory um, so that'll happen every once in a while but um, yeah I just feel like I'll be cur- I'll be interested to see how long this sort of been but don't break don't have a whole lot of um, 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 crazy um, um, stars or statistics or whatever but still sort of stay in games if that just can be Zimmer, the Zimmer era because that would be fine that'd be fine with me
1: are we ready to look forward to next year for the Vikings yet is that a legit a legit thing um, I, I'm the <laughs> by both of you going at the same time I'm gonna <laughs> say no I'm gonna say no that's not a legit thing yet
5: <laughs> no I mean I I'm definitely looking forward to next year because Teddy will be a year older more seasoned um, and he's the future but um, but no, I I definitely don't think that there's going to be some crazy. I don't know. I don't know what to think. They don't seem like there's going to. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's hard. To, it's hard to say, because the defense is fine, right? They're competent. They're a little better than middle of the pack, which is which is enough to go anywhere you want in the NFL. Like that's
2: remarkable, you, considering where they were at last year.
1: That's true.
5: Yeah, they were bad last
2: year. They're 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 good this year. <laughs> they were horrible. Like bad is not a strong enough word they were like early.
5: 25th last year and they're like 13th this year a That's good a lead. Jump
2: in one year
5: it's a good leap, and i think if you're 12th if you're what even middle of the pack you can win the super bowl with that right your defense doesn't need to be amazing anymore um but their offense does need to be like usually if you win the if you're you know for the most part, you need to have a top-ten offense. So that's what it's going to take a little bit of time. So obviously the quarterback position is set. Do you just focus on ideally the offensive line, right? That seems to be the key to keeping Teddy healthy. Uh, you can find receivers obviously at the scrap heap like Johnson. That would be my point of view in terms of priorities. Uh,
1: they could use a linebacker uh, too. Like, a, They could use a Chad yeah, Greenway replacement, and they could use a couple of replacements on the offensive yeah, line. And
2: safety, and and another uh, cornerback. Yeah, uh, replace Josh Robinson, and a couple linebackers. Um, probably another uh, defensive lineman. New so, corner. Well, not. Uh, I'm ready to put up an NFT title game
3: next season.
2: They've got, they've got a few holes.
3: You, you haven't heard my prediction for next season, Clarence. Oh, man. I can't
2: wait. Oh, Lord almighty. I'm going to double hoping... down
3: on optimism.
2: I found out I was on mute for that whole running back conversation. I went <laughs> <through. laughs> <laughs> <That, laughs> back, like, I'm Fuck, you fucking hear me? Ah, you know that their, their running back stats are basically the same this year as they are. Yeah,
3: they are. I mean, Actually, I haven't checked that in like, the last month or so. Like when McKinnon had that pretty good run going, they were pretty much exactly the same as last year. They're,
2: they're like averaging basically around four and a half yards
3: per. It's just it's Just I assume I, assumed, I assumed the defense is game plan differently for Jarek McKinnon than they did for Adrian Peterson. I'd expect that they do. Um, you would figure there might be, well, Cordell Patterson apparently can never ever get open ever, so it doesn't matter if they have what I like to call eight in the box. It's a football term.
2: Last year they had eleven guys in the box. Yes, they did. Ah, uh, twelve. Even sometimes yeah. coach
3: with they, they call. They call it the sin bin, and um, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough talker, and I shouldn't have brought it up.
5: I like it. I like it. It's a good talker. John, what do you think the priority should be for the Vikings? How are they going to make the leap? If you.
1: Well, okay. I think priority number one is firing Norv Turner. I uh, yeah. I think Fine. that's fairly obvious. Um Priority number two is replacing some offensive linemen. Priority number three is making sure that Chad Greenway knows that next year he can play for uh ten thousand dollars for the entire season or he can find a different team. Um priority number four is making sure that Bob Lanton is healthy. He's an integral part of that defense. And Shadows <laughs>
5: Recovering in the shadows, recuperate in the shadows, and get and back. And priority
1: number five is togetherness.
5: That's the word I keep coming back Co-nesian. to. Cohesion.
1: Cohesion is the word I keep coming back to.
5: You bastard. You took it from me.
1: <laughs> so.
5: That's good. I say murder Matt Khalil, and then everything else will be fine. Those are my two priorities.
0: Parker, are you with us on our Fire nerve camp- Fire Norv campaign? He's still hanging around the team. They let him, they let him there, huh? Yep. Well, if you're taking if the reins from him already, yeah, you might as well just—I don't know what you're doing. Let his kid run the show.
3: Yeah, oh yeah, Scotty, Scotty yeah, Scott- Turner. Scott- he and Ryan Saunders just hang out a lot. I bet. <laughs> Ryan Saunders. They like, go over go-
2: to garden PS4. His kids—they all hang out.
3: Mm-hmm. There it's, it's, kid, it,
2: Tyler's there. And I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, he's there too.
3: Yeah, he's going to be there. Yep. Uh, okay, Arco, so...
2: With us? Now, we're more split on this. Are you with us on the Fire Spielman
0: campaign? Fire Spielman? Yeah. No, I, I mean, look, I think he's done all right with some of the draft picks and stuff. Oh, I mean... fuck. No. Well... <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. It's they just come over. Right it's just
1: over immediately. <laughs> Clarence is I'll done. He's done with the is, podcast. He's done with bad. the internet.
0: <laughs> done, Spielman. He's, you know he's a big fan of Spielman. I know that, so I wouldn't I wouldn't say anything negative about Spielman to Clarence.
4: Yeah, that way. <laughs> smart man.
0: Together. I like
1: I like the. Clarence introduces a discussion like a talker, something that we yeah. can really discuss. And when Parker disagrees with him slightly, it's just nothing but swears and fart noises. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. This is you why he's the Richard why. Nixon of Minnesota Sports Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh. god. I I just they're gonna get killed by Detroit this weekend. I just I, I almost don't want to think about it for some reason. Well then let's not.
5: Yeah, it's uh you know, unless they um unless Teddy gets beheaded, it's it's kind of all gravy at this point He, anyway. might. Like...
3: he might Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Sunday's but... worrisome. There's nothing good about Sunday at all. Oh
2: it's on yeah, that's it's the, the wouldn't
3: it's be, that second dude. half. I would seriously consider starting ponder. That's how much I'm worried about this game. It's not a bad I'm
5: in. Yeah, just raw meat to the lions. Why the fuck not? Yep.
2: Um, yeah. Right. So that's, that's our Vikings. enough Viking
1: stock. Yeah. There's our hot yep. take.
2: Fire, nor fire, Spielman. Fuck Parker.
5: That's in conclusion, yeah. That's what we came up
0: with. At least that new stadium looks good, doesn't it? I mean, that's a it's great looking new stadium. To that you. design
5: will stand test <laughs> of time.
0: <laughs> Timeless architecture, yeah. Oh boy, it's Can't soccer specific, game. guys.
3: It looks like a broken transformer right now. It doesn't look. It does. Right, all. It's just, I know, I know it's under construction, but the angles and stuff. I mean. I know I I shouldn't be talking about this when we have an actual architecture critic on the line in in the the South Metro, but it's just—it doesn't look right. It really doesn't.
0: It kind of makes you wonder what the first draft looked like, right? I mean, what what was on the drawing board (laughs) at the beginning? It
3: It was a hyperactive eight-year-old with like just some colors, you know, and some construction paper.
2: Yeah, some guy as high as a kite looking at the Pink Floyd cover.
3: Oh, if they get Laser
2: <laughs> Floyd in this thing, it's going to be amazing.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. It is, when you go by it now, it is a little bit like, okay, so this is going to be just as ugly as the drawings were. Not going to fit in.
2: <laughs> this giant fucking clear wart on the yeah, I mean, city. It's
3: not, like, it's not like the Metrodome looked like anything great either, but this just looks, you know...
5: It, at least it looked like a, a symmetrical you know, like on purpose into a circle, yeah. right? Exactly. It at least credit for like, oh, that was on purpose. You yeah.
1: When they sat down and correctly. drew the architecture plans, there was a yeah. ruler involved just drawing it on the straight edge. Okay, we're done, guys. There's <laughs> <It was> so much <laughs> room for error with this you know, the architecture. Then he's like,
2: you know what? That's just a little too
0: symmetrical. Those, those lines <laughs> are
2: just too <pretty laughs> clean.
5: That looks a little too <laughs> purposeful. you looking... Fuck it up a little bit.
0: The Metrodome, they, they did it for like a million dollars. They had a billion dollars to sign this new stadium, and this is the <laughs> shit that they came up with. <laughs> yeah.
2: This is what they got. Billion dollars.
0: <laughs> That's what you
1: get. The great thing The thing that I love about the Metrodome There's a couple things I love about the Metrodome design process Number one, they thought that building it Half underground would mean that it didn't need Air conditioning (laughs) Which seems like (laughs) bad planning Even for night Like if you go down in your basement in the summer You're like, you know, it's cool throughout the house It's nice down here, so Upstairs will be nice and cool too It just Yeah they had houses in 1979 Cool rises And number two This is how much things have changed Not only was it built on budget They actually had extra money left over When they were done building the Metrodome There was like three million dollars They didn't use when they were building the dome They are like well I don't know what else we could do with this We got a roof on it There's seats <laughs> in there Well we'll just give it back Isn't it Yeah
0: crazy that's not going to happen this say, time uh, around the, the the team trots out these uh press releases like, Oh, we're chipping in another half million for yeah. for add-ons, and they wanna celebrate that, like, oh good for you,
1: right? We bought two more boxes of deck screws, so
0: <laughs> just Don't bury worry. a few more bodies underneath there and we'll give you a million more.
1: Yep. <laughs> gotcha. We'll just jack up the seat license fees a little bit more so that you'll never say anything again to us.
5: One of us is gonna be found dead someday.
1: Yeah.
3: Pretty true.
2: Are
3: pretty dark, are. but true. Dark. I gotta it's like believe a it's
2: gonna time be time, still. I like with my hand gestures, you you look at them like I'll be pointing south <laughs> or something or east. Ziggy. If I'm pointing towards New, towards New Jersey, that means Ziggy is at fault. Okay. <laughs> you
5: <remember>? Gotcha. Like,
1: <laughs> Mr. burns.
5: Do you want to teach? A, yeah, do a you want to <laughs> Do you want to tell us the other three directions, Clarence, just so we can be prepared?
2: Ah, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. west. come no, back to uh, North would be north. I think that's <laughs> north. Okay, uh, South, Spielman. South would be Spielman. And west would be.
4: Hmm.
2: It's Michael Michael Rand. Sam Ponder, right? Wander, yeah. Christian Wander?
5: Yonder Ponder. Close enough.
2: Wanny Wheatley.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, not a leap at all. Yeah, I
4: can't. I
1: can't think of a (laughs) leap.
5: It's funny, you couldn't even get down to four people who you may think murder you.
1: (laughs) Uh... (laughs) It could be anybody, really. We'll lot to choose from here. West is wild card. Wild card. are yeah. just going to have to depend on the cops for them. 11,
5: 11 at <laughs> yeah, this. We'll one for All right. Are we done with the Vikings?
3: Yes, yes we I think are. So.
5: All right. I want to talk. I want to um, understand since we last spoke a week ago the number of ways in which the Twins became even a worse organization. Did it happen? Did they somehow get worse than last week? And last week, they were the worst organization of all time. So, yep. what has happened? Do we do we feel better? Are they on the upswing? Or, uh... Give
2: us some all the happenings
0: from the Twins. Right? You, you want me to give you all the positive uh, feel-good vibes, right? Positive mm-hmm. feel-good all good all vibes. vibes. Today, by the time you guys actually put this on, uh, on the internet, so it might actually have more news, but Irvin Santana was rumored to be uh, offered a contract by the Twins. So right now they're looking to to get some more pitching at this point. He's a professional. How do you guys know about Irvin Santana? That's a name, right? That's a name. He
1: has pitched in the big leagues before.
0: Mel- yeah, he's got his own uniform and everything.
1: No, Mel- honestly, Kevin. is he good or not?
0: He's, uh, yeah, I mid- mean, he's rotation, one kind of mid rotation
1: shirt. would be good, right? So he's Ricky Malasco.
0: Mid-rotation on a good team, yeah. The Twins, he's, a, he's the one or two guy, actually. He's a strikeout, you know, he's, he's better than 280 sort of guy, better than Malasco. Um If they give him five years, I'll be a little disappointed, but that's kind of what they're saying.
1: Oof. So how much okay. do you think they're probably going to pay Irvin Santana?
0: Uh, a lot less than John Lester got. I mean, I think he's probably in that 13 to. Fifteen million dollar a year range,
1: and Lester got twenty six million a year, right?
0: Yeah, he's at uh, six year one fifty five or something like that.
2: So Santana will get like
0: fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so on Twitter, you know, it kind of came out. Somebody, uh, one of the ma- mainstream guys, had tweeted out that, "Oh, this deal is imminent," and then. Things kind of retracted right away. Like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. It's just an offer out there. Nobody's accepted anything. I kind of feel like Santana's waiting for another offer. Like <laughs> anybody <laughs> but the Twins. i mean, I'll anybody, do it, guys. Else? Anybody? Anybody <laughs> else? Going last year, once. It, it was, you know, he the Twins actually offered him like a two year deal. I heard, but he, you know, he was coming off a a one year uh, deal with uh, Kansas City. He said, "No, I'll just go to the the Braves for a year." Increase my value, and now he wants five years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess.
1: I kind of rather the Twins sign him for five years, hundred and twenty million, than or sorry, two years, hundred and twenty million, than five years, hundred and twenty million. You know what I mean?
2: Well, Alex Meyer will be. We <laughs> already come up, then he can take
1: his spot. So here's my question. Instead of signing Irvin Santana for five years, $15 million a year, why not sign James Shields for five years, $30 million a year? Why not sign them both? I mean, Shields is objectively a better pitcher than Santana, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, We call him Big Game
1: James, John. You don't just call
3: guys Big Game James unless they're Big Game Jameses. Yeah.
5: You think they call him that just because it rhymes? That's ridiculous, John. It's because he pitches in big games
1: <laughs> and for his name a is couple James. innings, for yeah, two, maybe, to three innings, maybe four.
0: Have you been sufficiently berated there, John?
1: I think no. I don't think I have. Let's keep going.
0: Well, so right now the Dodgers are actually making inroads with with uh, James Shields. I think. He's gonna to go to an actual contender, you know. That's that's the biggest impediment for the twins. They can offer all kinds of money, but I don't think people want to actually come play here at the point the team's at right now.
1: Is there if you're a baseball player today, is there any more exciting text that you can get than one from your agent that says, Hey, I'm talking to the Dodgers about a contract? It's just like Christmas and your birthday all rolled into a. Oh my goodness! What if I'm the first guy to get fifty-two million dollars a year? It could happen.
5: And they are going to get so many other guys. It's like you might not even have to play.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might be at AAA all year, not not pitching at all, just
5: because just the Dodgers the can't. Just do a pitch chart, baby. Don't even worry about it.
0: Come up in September and get that ring, anyways. You know, ride the bench. Yeah, great. <laughs>
5: God, it would be amazing My uh, One of my really, really good friends is a Dodgers fan I just can't imagine that feeling of like They've got a billion dollars to spend And they've got a super smart front office And they're good at every position And just still trying to get better it's
1: And they're trying to spend every dollar of that They're not saving one penny It's just like, oh, we got a $235 million payroll? Yeah, so what? Let's sign a couple other horrible contracts
4: Yeah
0: for the Dodgers, though, it's crazy because they're not far removed from having the ownership of the courts that didn't pay a cent. You know, they were running over their lawsuits and their divorces, and the guy basically lost a team to the Magic Johnson ownership. And you know, this new ownership comes in and spends a ton of dough.
2: So that's what we got to do. Is like, uh, I don't want to say frame the poll ads for a divorce, but I'm kind of saying that. Yeah, not, I'm not saying. I
1: think it. we're definitely <laughs> seeing that.
2: That's a lot better than
5: our other um, off-the-record suggestions that we've had. They usually involve death or arrests or something. So that's one of the tamest things that we've come up with in a long time. Just a divorce. That's 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 normal, actually.
1: <laughs>
0: I decided. Yeah,
1: just get. No. <laughs> I decided I really wanted to see what the Dodgers were at for payroll they already, without signing any free agents already this year, they're already at $200 million for next year. And the best part is, in 2017, they already have $170 million committed. Wow.
4: <laughs>
1: so I just... heard
4: when,
5: uh, when they hired Friedman that one of their goals was they were over overextended and they were going to dial it back a little bit, and he was sort of on the hook to spend a little bit smarter. But even in their terms what is spending smarter yeah it's probably just staying at that 200 and not getting into the 300 so they're going to be fine no matter what i just think it's uh it's a fun organization to root for i'm not you know I, know I wouldn't fault anybody for being like ah fuck the twins i'm going to go cheer for the dodgers
1: uh, i would definitely fault them for that but no, it's of still you would yeah cuz <laughs> it's fault not about them. you
5: <laughs> oh man okay so Irvin uh, Santana, let's uh, let's just dream, because we can, um, that we get him. Um, Parker, what else do you see as being, um, A, what do you think the Twins will do, and B, what would you do if you were running the show?
0: Well, I think for their perspective, I think they're going to go after some relief pitching. I mean, they've got... They got names that they've been tied to. I guess, you know, they looked at Pat Neshek or talked about him, but then there were reports that nobody actually contacted his agent, so nobody really got into Pat Nishik, uh locally, which would have been a great signing. I know everybody loves him and his uh, his story and how funny he pitches. That's so fun. Isn't that fun, the way he pitches? Right, a little sidearm, a little herky-jerky?
4: <laughs> I love it.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, they'll, they'll try to look for some guys like that. I mean, they just got rid of Jared Burton, so... They're gonna to need to they're gonna to need to show up the bullpen a little bit and I think they'll get one or two guys there. There's a lot of names out there. Nobody like you know, no, nobody like a David Robertson like the White Sox just signed, but you know, a name that could be like a Jared Burton eventually became. Mm-hmm. Now, the White Sox yeah, well, signed Robertson for
1: four years and forty six million, right?
0: Uh it was, yeah, it was four years, forty million, I think. Maybe it was forty six, but Am I wrong, or is
1: that way too much to pay for a relief pitcher?
0: Well, you know, the old money ball theory is that any kind of closer is replaceable, right? You can get the next guy, either develop him or sign somebody and turn him into a closer. So, I don't know, but again, the White Sox have a ton of money, and they're going to compete with the uh, the Chicago Cubs right now. We're signing everybody, so, you know, they're competing in their own market for that.
1: (laughs) That's a nice cooler you got there, Brandon. That
5: was, I was hoping you'd notice that.
1: Got some, that's maybe day. some jeans in there.
5: That's my nine can, nine can capacity playmate. <laughs> um, thanks, guys, for that.
1: As long as you keep uh, jeans in there, that's the important thing.
5: Yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, we got our right fielder. We know. Um, we got off fielder. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got a guy who owns a device. glove.
4: <laughs>
5: sure does. Um, Kind of know the lineup at this point. There's not a whole lot of moving that's going to happen. So if they miss out on Santana, I'm guessing they'll go after a, another pitcher um, of some repute. Uh, a bullpen, Kevin Correa is um, still repute. out there,
1: guys.
2: Yeah, he's on uh, Rand's couch. <laughs> Parker. He's in Park sitting. The only position open is the public. right now that there is a uh, any fight at all for is Schaefer and Hicks in center, right? Everybody else pretty much has a spot.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, center field is still kind of open, and Paul Mollinger was down at the uh, winter meetings and said that he's looking for Hicks to win that, that center field job. I mean, just I mean, on defense, alone, and of offense turns up, but I, I think Hicks is kind of the in-road favorite right now, at least by the manager's perspective. Okay.
5: Is that crazy? I mean, a... It seems a little crazy. I mean, he's just been
0: terrible year after year. Yeah. It's his third year, right? They're just kind of waiting on him. Like at some point he's gonna flip a switch, but at some point you just don't. You know, you you just don't. So, uh, but they don't have many other options. I mean, Buxton, you know, the unfortunate thing with him is getting hurt. He would probably yeah. be an option right now if he wasn't uh, behind in his development. So it's just kind of a bridge, and maybe Schaefer's that bridge, or maybe they maybe they get in somebody else too. Maybe another option comes in. I mean, look, they moved in the sample. They moved into some of these other guys on the waiver wires. They might do something like that.
5: But probably no big impact player. So really the hope is that Hicks does have a breakout year. I know that um Span was kind of a forgotten guy for a few years and he somehow figured it out at one point. It seemed like he was a little bit younger. I'm sorta of remembering that, but I could be wrong. Either way, he's he still though was a disappointment for like five straight years and then he was good. So I guess there is some precedence, but um I don't know. I mean,
0: last year, last year was just a complete mess with the switch hitting and stuff. It was, it was like he was so far away from actually being a major league contributor that yeah. you know they just kind of threw up their hands and said, "Go figure it out in the minor leagues." And I mean, he's not playing any. Uh, well, he's playing a little bit of winter league ball, but he's still not showing any you know anything that's going to show signs of him turning the corner. So I don't know. I think that'll be an interesting position, and and uh, you know whether or not they do anything in the outfield. The outfield's are they're you know with Tori out there. His defense is bad. He got Oswaldo Arcia going in the left field. I mean, there's going to be balls that go all over the place out there.
1: <laughs> and you, Jesus. And if you put Hicks in between him, Hicks is not great at defense either. This well, is going to be. His,
0: his strength is. I mean, he can he can play the wall pretty good. I mean, he goes back, but he's not. He's. Again, I think he's not confident in going into the you know into the gaps. You know, he's not one of those leader type guys. You see that with some of those younger center fielders where they don't you know they don't take command. And I think that's why Paul Muller likes Tori so much is that he might help assist in getting that. I think that's kind of what what that is is like him teaching a, another guy. But I don't know. I can't say I'm i pan it out. just be
3: teaching another guy. There'd be nothing else he'd be doing with another guy. this
0: <laughs> no, of course, Be just you're
3: there, sir. <laughs> well, you know, just yeah.
0: I'm just teaching
5: him, man. I'm just teaching him. Nothing that's me, it. Door open.
1: Official. I'm just imagining Hunter and Right fe- His teaching just being going. You got it. You got it. You.
5: That's yours. Get over here. Get over here. Come closer to me. Come closer to me.
1: <laughs> I'm you're not awesome. going I'm. I'm tired. Hicks,
5: shade my way. Shade my way. No, like seven, eight more steps. My way. Get, 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 get. There you go. Right there. That a boy. We're holding goes hands the, now. In a goes to way. left center. RC is just talking way.
1: to people, talking to people in the first row of the stands. Hey, what's up? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm just playing baseball. Oh, not not much. What's going on with you? Oh, not too much. Well, what? <laughs> Double. I think
5: that Aaron Hicks has a better chance of a higher vorp in three years as a pitcher than he does currently as a hitter. <laughs> He's going to get up the mound at
0: Somebody's—I uh, can't remember if it was like uh, you know one of those anonymous AL evaluators who said he's going to be a pitcher someday. Like he's you know but this offseason they started saying maybe you should start making him into a pitcher because he can throw hard.
5: Sergio Santos—is that his name? Santos. The shortstop. Uh, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
5: It's happened plenty.
0: The old reverse ain't, ain't
5: news. Hicks is now a pitcher. It's
0: the new Moneyball. Oh.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That'll be a thing someday. Um, okay, so the twins um, essentially um, Santana news is kind of the last big um, thing to happen, and after first that, um, to too. the first and last. Yeah, after that, um, they're they're pretty well set. Um, so Parker, what would be the? It's not available yet, but what would be the Vegas over under um, of wins right now, starting you know obviously 2015 twins.
0: If they have Santana, right, that's the uh, – I mean, I think right now, you've. if you've improved, it's like five to, five to seven wins. You know, you don't – teams don't usually make huge leaps. One thing that Molitor said, though, he was saying that um, – he was frustrated with last year and that, you know, he, he expected that team to be like a 78-win team. You know, not that that matters a whole lot, but if you're saying that team was a 78-win team and you put eight onto it, Maybe you know, maybe you got a semi-competitive team, but if the over/under is seventy-eight for next year, probably I'm at the under.
1: Under,
5: yeah. They were um, a good offensive team. Um, they were better mm-hmm. than average, obviously, and and so if you get you you essentially need to become make a leap um, from pitching perspective to get you know ideally up to league average, and then just hope that. Everything that happened offensively is repeatable next year. So some guys, obviously, Santana kind of came out of nowhere. It's going to be hard for him to repeat that. But also, on the other end, Mauer had a shitty year. You think he's going to um, uh, be, a, be um, a lot better next year. So do you think where they landed last year offensively is a sustainable position for them? Are they actually a legitimate, like, good offensive squad? Or did it just sort of work out?
0: Yeah, well, I think Santana, you nailed it, was, you know, he's one of those guys that you're going to see regress. I mean, he had like a 400-bad average on balls to play. I mean, fast guy, and he'll probably put up decent numbers, but not what he did last year. Oswaldo Garcia might be another guy that takes a step forward, you know, another year behind him and kind of figures out the strike zone, takes a few walks, up strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Holy
4: shit.
0: Um, so, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that takes steps forward that you want to see. Um, you remove that month of. Kedis Morales, and uh, you know, you put in like Josemil Pinto and Kenny Vargas instead, and maybe you got something something going on for the entire year.
5: How, it's hard here's... to say with rookies because, especially Pinto and Vargas in particular, and I feel like I've mentioned this a bunch of times, and maybe I'm just remembering like one example, but I always talk about the Justin Marnell thing where he came up and was just lights out for two months. He was fucking unbelievable, and then pitchers were like. Oh hey, have you ever tried a changeup on this guy? He's fucking he, a mile away from it. And then everybody knew it. And then he was out in the minors, and he had to turn into a different ball player. So, the and um, what's his face? The mullet guy from three years ago, Joe Benson. Joe came Benson came up and he was amazing. Yeah, right. Parmalee came up for six weeks, amazing. So I feel like this shit just sort of happens
0: with guys. Sweet ball to hit very much, yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah. So I'm just those are the guys um, that Vargas and Pinto in particular. Um, and I guess Santana, but he was around for more of the year. Um, just feel like, boy, I wonder if this is real or not. Um, so that's why I don't. I'm not necessarily like uh, bearish on their offense, but I'm just sort. I'm curious to see like what's sustainable.
0: Well, if you're, you know, if I'm Molitor and, and I'm playing the odds, I would kind of match those guys up too next year. Like they're both going to be DHs, and you know, Suzuki in the lineup, Pinto's going to have to be a DH. You bat him right, you have Argus left, and you kind of mix and match that way, and kind of. You know, you give him the advantage in that sense. I mm-hmm. don't know if Molitor's that guy, though. I mean I think he's more guardy when it comes to platooning than he is, you know, like a Joe Madden.
5: God damn it. Oop. <laughs>
0: Should have had Joe Madden. He I
1: have I have a question about the pitching. We we complain a lot about the pitching, but given They throw overhand.
5: Do we ever?
1: Yeah, they throw overhand. <laughs> Shouldn't. Given yeah. Given that Torrey Hunter will be playing every day in right field And Oswaldo Larcio will be playing every day in left field How is any pitcher supposed to put up decent numbers With continuous routine fly balls that turn into singles and doubles And doubles that turn into triples And how many inside the park home runs are going to be hit next
0: year? Well, I kind of wonder if... uh... You know, Santana's agent told him about the twins. He went, "Oh, the twins! I'm a, I'm a fly ball mm, pitcher. I don't know. I'm not gonna get
5: any smart guys."
0: he's Um, no, that's that's a that's a big fact. I mean, like you know, you look at a team like Kansas City. You know, they go out and they get like a, a Jason Vargas, who is by all by all accounts basically a Twins type pitcher. You know, a lot of contact and that stuff, and he performs very well because he's got guys that can run under the ball and catch it, or guys who are going to get in the hole and, and stop it as an infielder. The Twins need that to get their pitching better—not just get better pitchers, but you know to improve yeah. everything.
1: Because if you hit a fly ball against the Royals, unless it goes over the fence, it's an out. Yeah. It's just happening that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if
1: you hit a fly ball against the Twins, who knows what's going to happen? It You've could got be an two out. Slow-ass
5: corner outfielders and then lazy Aaron Hicks who can't even get to the ballpark on time. I <laughs> wish I could bet on. Triples against record. <laughs> just just take imagining, all my money. they're going I'm to give just up 150 triples.
1: You got Arcia in left, not paying attention. You got Hunter in right, and the ball's going off the wall. And he's like trying to climb the wall, even though it hit the limestone and <laughs> it's bouncing back to the infield. And he's just he's, diving he's out there the throwing himself into the wall, trying to catch the <laughs> ball. And oh, it's just going to be hellish. It's just going right? to be he's a hellish. So Nightmare. He's just got so much grit, that's so much grit. So much grit. He's out there hitting himself in the head with a hammer just to show how tough he is.
5: Cutting his <laughs> pinky off.
1: Second, second question. Who is the first guy that Tory Hunter is going to try to punch? Because that's oh, what he does. Yeah. His version of being a clubhouse guy is trying to punch his teammate. So who's going to be the guy? first one?
2: It's Arceus. The.
1: Oh, Arcia's holding it, totally it. You don't think yeah, Hicks? I'm thinking Mauer. I'm thinking this is the year that Hunter tries to punch Mauer.
0: He knows Mauer. Mauer isn't, like, I can see Arcea getting kind of, you know, in, in his face and jumping around before Hunter decides to take a swing, you
1: know? Yeah, that sounds right. I'll go with that. Mauer, it's like
0: punching
5: a golden retriever. <laughs> <laughs> How could you?
0: <laughs> yeah, nobody would do that. No, God. who
1: would right do that? Maybe. Like, Punchin' Little Fitty. nobody do that. <laughs> I hope not. No, I, I assume you
0: guys already commented on the uh, press conference of uh, Tory Hunter, right? Did you guys talk about that last week? Mike
5: Berardino, uh, American Hero. That's what we said. <laughs> okay.
0: The best American part was
1: Hero. he didn't even... It wasn't like he asked a question about how do you feel about gay marriage. It was do you think that affected you? And somehow it still turned into a right.
0: So We
5: well, also we gave... Of, uh, 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 who were the two people who said that that was inappropriate? Wolfson and one other guy, two media guys, were like, don't I just Dick, don't Dick think Braver. that
3: was Dick Bremer didn't care for it yeah, yeah okay, no, so
5: we made fun of those guys for a while, too, it was fun made a good time with it
0: we liked so, rehashing that if Tory hadn't gone off on the prick fest, I don't know if that was a bad interaction at all, nobody would be talking about that, right? No, I was right. pricks being thrown around?
5: exactly he brought it on himself. Right. Yeah. That's totally.
3: of <laughs> uh,
5: um, Okay, I have a question for Clarence. Um, I don't know if you're still um, underwater, Clarence, but um, are you still. On, do you want to get on um, Team 2017 yeah. yet? Or are you still sticking at Team
2: 2016? No. Yes. I'm on. still on 16.
5: Still on sixteen, and and you don't want to get on my team of team this year plus two
2: years. No, I am on sixteen. Buxton, Snow, uh, Barrios, uh-huh. Alex, Trevor, May—they're all up. Um, Santana's got a couple years under Argus, Pinto, Seven,
5: eight,
4: 30,
2: nine. Bo- about, that's
5: about nine players, but they're all going to be good, huh? You, you play on a, on a team. Something I cut a few to... words there. I cut a
2: few words. Um, you know, this is such weird shit. We have the audio. Before, I think you guys do this on purpose. Before the thing, like, hey, Brett, see how your sound sounds? It's perfect. And then it all starts up and if not, you're underwater. <laughs> I think it's on purpose. Crystal clear! Before... Once we press record. I heard porpoise, clear,
5: and cords, corduroys. I don't know, man. I I didn't catch much. But you're still on Team 2016, and I think, again, adorable. Uh, You're the last person I think left. I think you and Jake Nyberg are the only two that say 2016, which I think is great. Um, Good for you guys, because I don't think they're going to be competitive for a very long time. Um, Not only do I think that they are um, not a great uh, front office, as I may have mentioned once or twice in the past, I also think that the um, rest of the AL Central is pretty solid. The White Sox got better, right, a lot better. And haven't the Indians made a couple shrewd trades as well and and pickups? They, They should be good this year too, right?
0: Well, I want to go throw shade at your White Sox thing. I, I think the pitching has gotten better, uh, uh-huh. both, both by Smarja and David Robinson. But uh, th- their offense is still down. I mean, they still haven't had a great offense. They had not really added anybody. They just put LaRoche in there. He kind of replaces Adam Dunn in the lineup. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to score a ton of runs.
5: Okay, so they are probably going to be fighting us for the seller, right? Because the Tigers and Royals... Uh, you have to think are gonna be unless some weird shit happens with one of them. I don't know, man. Odds are they're gonna be good. And then they the lost, Indians they
0: lost big game James. He's a big game. Big oh, game. that guy whose
1: name rhymes. Yeah. yeah, why do why are we assuming the Royals have to be good?
5: I don't think they have to be I'm I'm not saying like uh ninety two wins or anything, but I think they're I don't think they're gonna be down in the cellar with uh seventy-two wins with the twins necessarily. I mean they were eighty-nine last year or something like that, right? Yeah, and they I mean, were mid eighties the year before, so and they do have like what's his uh uh Ventura your Jord- whatever his name is. Like that's strip a strip
0: club star. He's a strip club star. Yeah.
5: He's legit, the catcher's yeah. legit, their outfield defense. I mean, that's not going anywhere. So these things seem to be fairly sustainable. So obviously everybody knows like the run in the playoffs was not a thing that will probably happen again, but getting there with 89 wins didn't seem absolutely fluky. They feel like a mid- they feel like an 85-win team to me.
1: Well, maybe, but Salvador Perez caught 277 games last year. <laughs> They're missing shields.
5: Yeah, he might, their he might be Their outfield
1: done. defense is great, but up until last year, none of their outfielders get hit. They lost Billy Butler, who... Was much of their offense. I don't.
0: I don't see he, any reason. He didn't that hit much last year.
1: Billy Butler didn't hit much last year. No,
0: no, he, he, was, he was one no. of his worst years. Are you
1: sure? Because why did they keep him on the roster if he can't hit? He can't do literally anything else. Well, Jesus,
5: Johnny hit better than the other Royals. So did
1: you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's, that's fair. Shit. But if we're saying Alex that, Jordan there's no reason. Are, are, are there are the answer.
1: Ultimately, it couldn't matter less because who cares how good the Royals are? But.
5: No, I'm just saying that's another reason that I don't think the Twins are going to be competing for a while because the other teams are, are all either already good or getting better, it seems yeah, like. I mean, I don't know. I mean, nobody has a stranglehold on the division, like, for years to come. There's no um, uh, Dodgers or, you know, Cubs or or Cardinals or somewhere where you're like, oh, these guys are going to be good. They're always going to be good. Like There's nothing like that, really. Uh, I know the Tigers have had a good run, but... Um, yeah, I don't necessarily see them as like the innovators of in the league, but um, I just at least for the next couple years, it's not going to be fun. I don't think. No.
1: Well, it hasn't been fun. I don't see why it's going
0: to get fun. <laughs>
5: yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I'm not. Have you guys
0: enjoyed our pub crawls that we do at Target Field? I mean, you know, I did. Fun. There you yeah. go.
5: <laughs> I didn't go to it because I didn't live here, but um, I'm a Minnesotan now, so I would love to join the next one. Yeah, welcome back. Thanks buddy, thanks, mm-hmm. appreciate it um, Okay so um, <laughs> Yeah exactly um, One last baseball Question I have um, are, Can I adopt the Cubs?
1: I was just going to ask you who your second Team was and now I know <laughs> That was going to be my last question Who is your stupid second team That you don't care about but you pretend you do To try to make yourself feel better about liking a terrible Team and it's clearly the <laughs> Cubs
5: so I've talked about it for years. If I was going to be running an, org- an organization, I would prefer to invest uh, prospect-wise in hitters because they obviously don't have uh, uh, UCLs that are going to get uh, ripped to shreds while pitching. So I would invest in those guys and then just be smart about my pickups with pitchers. And that's exactly what the Cubs are doing as well. So I sort of feel like this kindred connection with those guys. Um, And it's not some sort of Johnny-come-lately. I've talked about the Cubs for for a while now and what I like what they're doing. So I'm just wondering if this can be the year I officially um, commit, really settle down with this team. Are you guys going to judge me? I mean, I know you're going to judge me. You're going to judge me no matter what I do. But any worse than any other judgment that you give on me?
1: My first question is if you liked the Cubs before it was cool.
5: When was it before it was cool? I don't know. Liking the Cubs has been a thing our whole lives because they're on, they're on TBS or whatever it was. Um, was it, they were WGN. Okay, yep. yeah. Um, so I feel like I'm ahead of the game this time around when they started rebuilding with uh, um, Epstein and Hoyer like three years ago. Does that count? Three years?
1: Can you still see their games on WGN?
5: <laughs> I don't have them in my package.
0: I feel like there's a deal where they, uh, they cut the amount of games that they were broadcasting on WGN. Like they recently did that. Because like, I remember, yeah, growing up, you could watch every game when it came home from school. Now it's yep. uh, down half or something like that. Um, Stu, are you going to judge me?
3: No, gosh, no.
5: What a guy. I always Stu, know when I need some positivity, I go to Stu.
0: Stu, who's your backup team?
3: Minnesota goddamn Twins, that's who.
0: (laughs) They're first and
5: second.
3: Yep. I'm bracing for disappointment.
5: That's amazing. You brace for disappointment with the Twins, and then you think that the uh, Vikings are going to win 13 games next year.
3: I didn't say that. First (laughs) of all, you're telling them a little short if you
5: you have to. I can't find three losses. I can't find them. (laughs) The, way the schedules,
3: the schedules, like getting, you know, it's getting lined up right now, and uh, I'm I'm liking our odds. <laughs> uh,
5: I mean, I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to follow through with liking the Cubs. I don't have. Um, it's hard to to pay attention to both leagues, so you kind of mm-hmm. have to pick an American or a national and just sort of do that.
3: Really, so, if it's at this at our advanced age with multiple kids, it's just hard to pay attention. Yeah, it's just hard. Yeah. This, it's, you know.
5: They'll be my box score team. I'll add them to my favorites on my app and just look at the score every once in a while. But I just philosophically, that would be for sure the way I would go with with building an organization. So I'm I mean, impressed. Did,
3: did you guys know the Twins let go of Swarzak and Jared Burton? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, write, about I, I write about them every week, They're and good. I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't even remember that until like I looked it up last week. I just like, oh, those guys aren't around anymore.
0: I, Just feel like Sworzak, I feel like Swarzak. I feel like Swarzak would have like thrown up a couple middle fingers and flipped the table over. He's that kind of guy. Really <laughs> the
3: table would have landed on him, and then he would have been on the L to start the year. But that's not <laughs> sure.
5: He's very sporting. Yeah. All right. Well, I will. I will take your judgments under advisement, but I'm probably going to adopt the Cubs as well as the A's.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's such a preppy move though to be the Cubs fan, right? That's kind yep. of a preppy yupster type. Thing, well that's right? the
5: reason I'm I'm asking you, because if it was an obvious, like easy team to pick up and root for, I, I wouldn't be asking your permission, but I do feel a little weird about it because yeah, they are like the, the casual fans' favorite lovable losers. And I know that this isn't fair, but I still hate them uh for the way they treated Bartman. Which is probably like yeah. 50 and and if any other team that would have happened to Minnesota fans would have been just as shitty to that guy doing that, obviously. So I don't really feel like they probably deserve that. But that's why I feel a little conflicted about it. Because when I say I like the Cubs, I don't know, man. It just feels a little, a little weird. So I might have to like secretly like them, like privately, and not talk about it.
1: Why not the Dodgers? I, do,
5: I don't know, man. You're right. That's my buddy loves them. So here's the
1: here's the be thing. Be you already have a friend day. who likes them. They're on the West Coast, so when the Twins are over, you can flip over to the Dodgers. They have been Scully. Yeah.
5: And you know
0: I'm a California guy.
1: Yeah, I can tell from the hair. Sunshine. Sunshine.
0: Sunshine.
5: Um, I feel a little bit though. That's a, that's a front runner move though as well, right? Well, they with like, the Yankees five years ago, although they haven't won I, anything.
0: I agree with your logic behind it, though. I mean, like, you're not just saying, like, look, the see on the hat or something like that. You've got a concrete reason and some logic behind liking the team, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
5: You know, you're mm-hmm.
0: not like, hey, look at the 26 championships. Count the rings. Count the rings, bitches. Yeah, so.
5: <laughs> yeah it's true. Uh, I'll have to think about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about this, and I'm going to get back to you guys. Um, I'll personally call each and every one of you just so you guys – I'm sure you're going to want me to call you personally and not just – Reporting it later, so I'll get back to you.
1: I I honestly, if you called me during the middle of the day, I would pick up for sure, because in that in the two seconds it would take the phone during the second time, I would be like, what horrible disaster has befallen <laughs> Brandon that he's calling yeah. me during the middle of the day? I gotta pick this up because something terrible has gone wrong.
5: <laughs> what would he, it would probably be like? Uh, hey man, um, Clarence pointed east. You pointed east. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the will's got him What do we do man The will's got him man Nobody's safe West man pointed.
5: What the hell does southwest mean
3: uh, Um. Okay. Sam Waterston Sam Waterston Sam. <laughs> In character is Jack McCoy
1: In character Isn't is the, the guy from the old guy? Yeah Old glory robot insurance.
5: One of the best skits, one of the most underappreciated skits of all time.
1: Robots are strong, and you can't break their grip, because they're made of metal. (laughs) They eat old people's medicine for fuel.
5: (laughs) Oh, that's good. That is good.
1: That is one of the best.
5: That's rich. Um... All right, well, we got through the important stuff. Um, do we want to talk about the Timberwolves or not? Yes, we do. Okay, so um, tonight the team played their 21st game, So, or 20th, or I don't know. Um, 21st. Basically a quarter of the way, 21st, so they're more than a quarter. This is a 26.9% uh, through-the-season review. Um, so here's what we know about the Timberwolves. Um, number one, I think Wiggins will be fine. I don't know if he's going to be a, necessarily the number one Paul George, super Scottie Pippen superstar type. Um, so more remains to be seen with that. But I think he's been a quarter of the way through the season for a rookie. He's been pretty solid. He had 23 points tonight on um, some decent shooting. He is shooting a ton of mid-range fadeaways, like way too many for anybody to be shooting, much less a rookie who hasn't doesn't have a ton of experience shooting those. So I think like statistics are not on his side right now, but overall eye test, he's going to be pretty solid. That's what we know. Um, number two, um, Bazzy and Zach Levine are both for sure rotation guys. They look really, really <laughs> solid and are fun to watch. So that's amazing, right? Oh, Um, so
1: we're using rotation guys as a good thing here. Shit, yeah. Like,
5: Like, the floor is that they're rotation guys. That's amazing for a guy that... Okay, so
1: Flip... What you're saying is that's amazing for guys that the Timberwolves drafted.
5: They drafted, and they weren't, like, top three picks. Yeah. Shabazz was 14th, and Levine was 13th, and Flip, in the press conference after drafting Shabazz, was like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, He's, uh, he was he's available? Like, his, he said this was the worst case scenario. Could you imagine your GM drafting you and, and that would be his his first thing that came out of his mouth? That's the worst thing that could have possibly happened to us <laughs> if we ended up with
4: this guy.
5: So that's bad. Um, but overall, I think those guys being professionals, and again, in a system where they are, they are being taught to shoot a lot of um, mid-range and long jump shots for them to look... Um, okay, especially in Levine's um, perspective, is really, really, really promising to see. Um, I think Peck looks like shit, and Bennett looks like shit, and is probably useless, and that's fine. Um, um, so there's some young guys to watch, which will be fun. But um, overall, my conclusion, and this is gonna, this is gonna, oh, I can see you guys are all sitting down, but it's gonna shock you. But um, one quarter season review, the number one most important point. Um Flip Saunders is the devil and is going to ruin this franchise.
1: <laughs> Didn't you just compliment him on his draft picks like two seconds ago?
5: I did. I did. Yeah, but that's not the number one main thing for a general manager. There's a lot more that goes into it. Like Spielman we we're talking about, like has had some good draft picks. Um but it doesn't necessarily mean. Sleep well. Good night. Good night. Good night. Is that the? Is that? Um,
3: Piper's going
1: to bed. So.
5: Good night, Piper.
1: Night, Piper.
5: Um. But drafting is not uh, the end all be all because if you look at even some of the guys in the NBA that are supposedly like amazing at the draft, Sam Presti and you know uh, the Spurs, others they've missed constantly. Like there's there's no GM in any sport that just like is is always amazing at it. Um. The Forty ers for a while. What's I don't even know what the guy's name is. Was supposed to be like this, you know. Terrible draft picks. The New England Patriots are the worst ever. So I just don't think the draft necessarily marks it should be the mark of like a good or bad general manager. Um, that's my long way of saying, Flip. You get no credit for your draft picks. You son of a <laughs> bitch. You're I'll ruining give you my, my... You're ruining them. I hate you.
1: <laughs> I'll give you my number one criteria for being a good general manager. Don't hire yourself to coach the team. <laughs> That's number one.
3: After that, that it's all... That we're, we're, I love that we're ripping the hell out of the Timberwolves and that they had their best win of the season by a country mile. They did. They killed <laughs> they the, beat
5: the Portland. Blazers.
3: Portland was 17-4, and four, and they won.
5: And Portland it... came back a couple times, and it was very clear, like, if you were watching it, like I was, it was like okay, here we go. That was a fun first uh, two and a half quarters, but it's over now. Here come the here come the Blazers. That happened in the third, and then it happened late in the fourth, and they still came back and held on with Shabazz on the floor and Levine on the floor and Wiggins on the floor. It was it was quite a lot of fun, everybody. Yes.
1: Isn't the main takeaway from this Timberwolves season so far that if you take a pretty bad team and injure their three best players? they are still going to be a very bad team?
5: That's a really good takeaway, and that makes yes. sense to me. Um, it also um, makes the trade to pick up Thad Young to make a possible, like, to be respectable um, a terrible trade in hindsight. <laughs> very
1: bad. <laughs> very, very bad.
5: I mean, just Awful. It's an awful trade now that you look back on it and realize... But, I mean, how can you plan
3: on the top three players going out, like, within a week of each other? I mean, that's insane.
5: Well, I think that we all could have planned on Peck getting injured immediately. <laughs> um, because it happens like clockwork. Um, yeah,
3: but all three, Brandon.
5: I mean, I know it's y'all... a Timberwolves, but I know yeah, you don't Rudy believe and in
3: curses and luck. It's insane.
5: Yeah, it's like I'm not going to shit on Flip too much about that trade. I mean, I think we were about, we were yeah, all yeah. sort of like <laughs> – No, I, I will reserve shitting on Flip for the the thousand other reasons that he sucks. But um, I think when the trade happened, we were all like, well, I mean, it could have been good to have that draft pick, but it's not that big of a deal in right way, and maybe Young stays, yada, 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 so it's not that big of a deal. But it's just one of those like, damn, you chose wrong, unfortunately.
1: Um, he chose Poorly.
5: <laughs> yeah, because it would be really sweet to have a, a second first-round draft pick this year, but um, no big deal. Um, they're going to get a high pick. Even with that win there's, tonight, they're still on pace to win like – they'll probably win like 23 games or something. They'll get a top top three to seven pick, um, um, maybe three to nine or something like that. Um, and if, if Flip, as, as, as we've mentioned – roster-wise, the future is bright, for sure. Um, The key to this whole thing, turning around and having them be like uh, an average organization, is flip-finding a competent head coach.
1: And a competent GM. Don't rule that out. If he can find both of them...
5: (laughs) He won't do that, because he's going to (laughs) be GM forever. And he's going to ruin the franchise If he could somehow find a Jeff Hornacek They would be great very quickly Uh, But he won't and they won't And that's why uh, this organization is screwed And Flip Saunders is the devil The end
1: I feel like like at this point people should know You haven't heard from Parker for a while He's still drinking Coors Lights But about 10 minutes ago he got bored And he started availing himself of The technology available on Google Hangouts so right now, the we see Parker in the window, but he's also wearing a scuba mask and a king vitamin crown from a cereal box. Google Hangouts
5: <laughs> does have some pretty impressive technology, I will say that. You guys should give it a try. That is, really cool.
1: That yeah, is yeah. really cool. That's,
5: yeah, that's what happens when we talk technology. Timberwolves
1: on this podcast. Brandon and I talk a little bit, Stu chimes in, and everybody else falls asleep.
5: Yeah. The nice thing about the Timberwolves being terrible is... Um, just in basketball in general, is that it's, you can still watch it. Like even though they're awful, people will still go to the games because it's basketball and it's just generally enjoyable to watch. So that's okay.
3: Really? Parker's got a handlebar mustache. <laughs> I can't
1: help it. I'm sorry.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Why? Why we didn't use this feature a long time ago is sort of beyond me. Oh my goodness
5: (laughs) I think the reason it's so great is because I bet our listeners really love it
1: I know Listening to (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ (laughs) (laughs) Listening to us play with The Google Hangouts features must be wonderful Do we have anything else sports related To talk about? We wanted to get to music I wanted to hear Stu's top seven albums Of 2014 Because his his employer Asked Mike Rand instead of him about it So I do want to hear this from Stu
3: Oh, no. Mike is on NPR every Monday. I think people know that, right?
5: Oh, yeah. 8.30 a.m.
3: 8.30 a.m., talking about sports with the sports people on sports radio, NPR. It's pretty good.
5: The morning show is uh, underrated. It's really, really good. I love the morning show.
3: I like switching between them and our friend Dana and our friend Paul Lambert. It's kind of a nice little, you know, kind of a nice little three-way we have going on in the morning with um, friends of the program or the podcast. I don't know.
5: So, Stu, I wanted to hear about your favorite music of the year. Do you want to do albums or songs or both, or do you just want to, do you not want to do this at all?
3: No, no. I I, did. I pulled up a quick top ten song list. I put it up on Spotify. I'll send it to the Sportive Podcast uh, Twitter feed if you Thank want you. me to. and, and Clarence can uh, log in using the password which is, I think, you know, 69, 69, Rick Anderson, 69, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> so <laughs> a bitch. Um, I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> Jesus, that's so good. Uh, I can't help myself. I'm, I'm losing it right now. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, we'll, we'll do it really quick here, since I think we're already on hour three of the podcast. Um, let's see. Number ten, we had Black and White by Parquet Courts.
4: Oh sure. <laughs> that's, that's
3: nice. uh, number nine, we had Guadalajara by the Old Ninety Sevens. Ooh, I know those guys.
2: Yeah. Guadalajara, you are in Mexico. Do do, do, do.
3: Uh, Number eight, we had Madness by King Tough, uh, band out of Seattle.
1: What? Our Portland. That's not a real Portland. one.
3: It's real. Uh, number seven, we had "Goshen '97" by Strand of Oaks. Mm-hmm. A lot of crickets out there. Uh, number six, we had "To Love Somebody" by Lydia Lovelace, who I think Clarence actually has heard of.
2: Um, I do like her. Yes. Oh yeah, God.
5: That's, uh, That's is that your favorite Lydia Lovelace song of the of the year?
3: Yeah, it is actually.
5: What number song is that on the album?
3: Uh, the fourth one. I guess we're right after the, song, the Chris Isaak song.
5: Oh, okay. I think the best song is her the first one on an album that just that rocks really my shit. I really see right there. Oh god, that's so but, fucking good. That, I really yeah, want to see it.
3: It's, 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 it's like that's in my top three albums of the year. It's very, very good. Yeah, uh, she's she's
5: she's, she's keen.
3: Yep, I enjoy her work. Um, speaking of twenty-three-year-old uh, girls, um, number five is <laughs> Blank Space by Taylor Swift.
5: Shut um, the fuck up.
3: Awesome. Really. I'm kidding. Awesome. Space, but yeah. Goddamn I'm not right. kidding. That's a great song. Yes, it is.
5: So, Isn't that the, and I'll write your name, that one? Yeah, yep,
3: that's the one.
5: It just sounds great like sounds like every other pop song I've ever heard. I don't know. I'm not a fan.
3: Okay, well, you're wrong. The is um is The Promise by Sturgill Simpson, which is a oh. cover. I, went with that. I only went with one song per album. Otherwise, it would have just been all Taylor Swift and Sturgill Simpson, probably, and that would not have been a very cool thing. I would have really yeah, uh, number three is a uh, Queen by Perfume Genius. That's it. and I apologize because no one <laughs> knows that one either.
5: That's fake, sure.
3: Uh, no, it's those. great. It's, it's it's a David Bowie kind of thing going. A uh, number two is Under the Pressure by the War on Drugs.
5: Fuck yes,
3: yeah, it's a great song. When I was unemployed, I listened to that song like every day just to get you know. It's like a nine minute song, and it would get you pumped up to fill out applications and fail just completely.
5: Yes. At um, the end of it,
3: just, just yeah, it was a, it was a soundtrack to. Uh, I'm soundtrack sh- to, oh, I, I'm gonna finish the joke here, John. I swear to God, it <laughs> was the soundtrack to my strife. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: now go, John.
1: <laughs> Wait, there's a sad trombone on Google, and we didn't know about it till right now. <laughs> I
5: played these for you long ago, and you wouldn't let me record them. Was that not a thing?
1: I, I I I don't know what to do. Maybe
5: no, not. I think I
1: was gonna say now that now since you have the coolest job ever, Stu, I'm not sure you're allowed to complain about being unemployed because clearly it led you to the awesomest thing ever. It certainly
3: did work out okay for me, so I'm not going to complain. But I did, I did want to make the my strife joke and. Um, it's anyway, and do. number one was a uh, dancehall dominé by the new pornographers, and I, I love the song, love the album, love oh, the band. Jesus. So uh,
5: that's you that's fucking amazing. That's and I will, good send the,
3: I will send the playlist to the uh, sported podcast Twitter feed to share with everybody. Ooh. So you know you, you could probably just
1: log in yourself and send it out yourself.
3: I forgot the. I think, honest to God, the uh, the uh, the password is on my old work email, <laughs> so I don't have it. <laughs> the old Stu at netlinkcom.com email I think is uh, where that is <laughs> uh,
5: so Stu you mentioned uh, I wanted to ask this question and I feel like I probably already know the answer um, Taylor Swift's new album I have not given it much I like that one shake it off song I don't it like the,
0: yeah that's a great song Blank
5: yeah. Space or Spaces or whatever it is it, it's blank fine space. to me Blank
0: yes. Space
5: Blank Space it's fine to me um so this, you said that she would be on your top ten albums list, too. So the question I was going to have is, is this good for what it is in terms of like a top 40 pop album, or is it like a actual good album for grown-ups, too?
3: Is I, like I think it's an thing? actual good. I think I will, I will actually call it a good album for grown-ups. I think she knows how to write songs.
5: Okay. Because that's, all that's all what I, I just one. haven't, I haven't disrespected. I just have I've just... Have sort of proceeded no, with like I, that's not for me, but maybe it is.
3: Exactly, and there's, I mean, there's stuff that just isn't for you, and I'm not, you know, if you say this is gross, I don't like it. Fine by me. It's just it it appeals to me, and it, my kids love it, and that maybe has a lot to do with it. So.
5: Yeah, no, that should get bonus. bonus but she can write,
3: She can. She can write a hook, and that's. I mean, if it was easy to do, a lot more people would do it because there's a lot of tuneless garbage on the radio. Yeah, but I can, hum a, I can hum a Taylor Swift song. I can hum a How lot of. How am I supposed
5: so, to feel? You know, and and please it. explain this to me. How am I supposed to feel about that spoken word rapping thing? In, oh, it's in the worst. It it's, oh okay. man,
3: that's okay. that is, yeah, it's you know, it's like um, what was the uh, Michael Jackson Paul McCartney song? Like the doggone girl is mine. It's like the most embarrassing <laughs> yeah. song. By two of the biggest pop artists in the world, the, the song was number one for 22 weeks when I was growing up, and it's just the worst thing ever. So it's just about, one of those things. It's, it's talented people who have no one telling them don't do this, because no <laughs> okay. one has the power to tell them to do it, because you know they're the big swinging D words and the whole you know genre. So what about whatever, that one
5: uh, music video of David Bowie and um, Mick, Mick Jagger, Jagger.
3: dancing so, in the yeah. streets? Dance history. Oh, yeah. Have you
5: seen that video recently? It's that's the most thing that's ever happened it to is. human beings. It is
3: the, it's, the, it's so great.
4: Okay. It's it's
3: it's just. It, I, honestly, God, I think that's really what Clarence's Wisconsin road trips actually devolve into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why he never talks about it except for when we pressure him to. Because there's like <laughs> you know synchronized dance numbers in alleys, But <laughs> <and laughs> <within roads, laughs> with parachute yeah. dance
5: How much money would you pay for a shot for shot remake of that, but uh, instead the two stars are Clarence and Rick Spielman? (laughs) (laughs) I won't be part of that. Every single Uh, penny I have to my name, I give. Spielman sort of has
3: Bowie's haircut from that era, too. That's uh, that's true. That's something that we may have to look into.
5: Oh man. Okay, so you did top ten songs. Do you have albums as
3: well, or do you have a couple? No, just, uh... I just did songs. I just did songs. Okay. I'm so a singles Stu, man, baby.
0: Stu, yeah. where was uh, Dirk Bentley drunk on a plane? Was that number eleven? Was that the that
3: top? Oh, I, that, it was. A, it was. A, it was also receiving votes.
0: Okay. Drunk on plane. a plane. Yeah. I mean, it it could it could have got in there. Drunk on yeah, a plane, wearing
5: my cut ripped up jeans. Sitting on a
0: tractor on the plane.
3: Sure, it's nice, it you, it. Don't, you don't have to be mean. I mean, that's just that's just
0: mean. <laughs> Good honest people ride tractors, okay? Jeez. Someday I'll be living in a big old city, and all you're ever gonna be is me. Mean.
3: Why you gotta be so mean? I don't know. You know, that Tim McGraw's Shotgun Rider and, like, you know, Kenny Chesney's American Kids are probably in there, too, but I just, you know, didn't get around to, you know, putting them in the top ten.
0: I'm just saying, because you work for uh, NPR now, and that's, I mean, maybe you're just being a little favoritism towards the current. Get some K-102 and W-Bob type stuff in there, okay?
3: Yeah, I would I rather get people. run over by a steamroller, but that's
0: Up okay. It's Americana, dish. yeah.
3: I only listen to Buzzin' 102.9. America. You guys know that. I'm a Buzzin' guy.
0: East Coast elites too.
3: I'm team. No, I'm team Buzzin'. We're Buzzin'. <laughs> team <laughs> Buzzin'. For life. They got the, the 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 guys who go motorboating on the pontoon. That, those guys. The red,
5: Redneck redneck Club. That's the correct yeah. pronunciation of pontoon. Yeah, Lady, Lady,
3: Lady Antle and uh, Dave the Cowboy. <laughs> oh, <on> the <laughs> On the, on the pontoon. They, they, the, they go motorboat on the pontoon. It's, it's a lyric. <laughs> motorboat. <laughs> See, I'm not lying.
2: Parker, Sorry, do you Clarence, have a top
5: top songs or albums to tell uh, the people?
0: No, I mean I think he Stu and me were just on the same wavelength there. The yeah, Clarence, same is, Clarence, isn't there a, a country song uh, out now right now called like Day Drinking or something like that?
2: Yeah, that's the same band that did the Pontoon song, Little. Oh, all right. uh, yeah.
0: See, that's uh, in my country. They, they, they get me. Yeah. Day drinking.
2: I, I get that. What I would do.
3: And I know what you're thinking.
2: Why don't, Why don't they we
0: do, have a song about party buses? There
3: should be a song about party buses.
0: But give Kenny Chesney a little bit of time here. I think his next album will definitely cover party bus stuff. I would there's a keg, there's the keg in the closet in one of his albums. So party busted. John, do you have any? you got any country stuff going on there?
1: I got nothing to offer anybody.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: I don't know. Last time I mentioned music on this podcast, I was called a serial killer. So I'm just gonna stay quiet right now. Yeah, that's true. What?
5: Stu, why did you not mention Spoon? Was it not one of your favorites this year? Oh, he's talking to his wife.
1: His wife!
3: Sorry, Sorry.
0: I'm back.
5: Oh, I was okay,
0: wondering how
3: about
0: what that? you... The on the Broken Bones, was that this year or was that last year?
3: I think that came out last year, but they got popular this year.
0: Okay. So all your music right now that you rattled off came out in 2014.
3: Those all have a release date of two thousand fourteen. I actually double checked that.
1: Okay. Gotcha. That's the kind of research this podcast is known for. In That's case any okay.
3: well, you know there's podcast
1: haters, John.
3: <laughs> and if you know you get one you make one slip up or release eighty four unlistenable podcasts, people will call you out on it. And I it's know. a thing that I don't care for.
5: I was out of music this year, but for me, for sure, five albums I really liked. Number one, War on Drugs. It's really good if you're into jamming and or smoking weed. Um, amazing. Uh, two, Spoon. Just just good good damn rock and roll. Really, really great album. No bad songs on the album. It's like 40 minutes, and it's just kick-ass. It's great. Uh, number three, The New Pornographers. We already talked about it. Stu loved it. Um, I did as well. Dance All Dominate was the number one best song of the year for sure. It's fucking great. Thank you. Um, and then a bunch of other songs on that um, album were also pretty good. Um, the fourth one that I loved was Fantagram. That's the, right up my alley. It's catnip for me. It's a uh, uh, girl lead singer, electronic indie pop. That's that's my jam right there. So it was good. Um, and then the fifth one we already talked about it was Lydia Lovelace. Like. Um a chick singer, country, but a little bit of rock and roll too, like kinda in the in the um the mix there. That uh, was a really, really, really awesome album. Those are the five that actually I really loved. So I would say that's my recommendation. One that I didn't that I know got a ton of great reviews was Saint Vincent. Um I don't know, she always seemed a little little off kilter to me, but I heard that this one was really amazing, so that's one that I missed. Um I don't know. I don't think it was a great year for music. Am I wrong? I think it was fine, but it wasn't great, right? You
0: guys is, don't
3: it was fine.
5: fine. It was fine. It was fine.
3: The haters are going to hate, hate, hate.
5: That's true. <laughs> it was It was a year for, um, I think, really good um, pop music. Like, I think usually for... For like most years, if you listen to KWB, it's just, just pure garbage. Pure, hot garbage. But then this year, a lot of the pop music was fine. Like It was totally it was okay. So that's an interesting thing. But the well, lyrics... every,
3: song, every song was kind of garbage this year, but they were all about butts. So if you liked butts, I mean...
5: I do. I'm pro-butt.
3: Then best, may explain why you're a little softer on it this year, because there's a lot yeah. of butt songs. It was a big year for um, butts.
5: You know, it's. I don't know if it's always been this way, but I feel like the one thing that's weird about pop music now is the music. For me, I think it's getting better. Like Taylor Swift is legitimately like decent. Miley Cyrus, her shit wasn't terrible. Mc, uh, what are the? What's the fucking? Um, Ryan Lewis and Mc, whatever the fuck Mackenzie. Macklemore. Whatever. Macklemore. Uh, <laughs> um, it's fine. Right?
0: I don't
5: like Macklemore. Macklemore. It's fine, right? But So the music's getting better, but the lyrics are getting so weirdly, like, childish and kid-like that it's hard to even enjoy them, as a, again, as a grown-up. Like, I'm not going to talk about, like, it's my house, I can do what I want to, like Miley Cyrus. You know, it's just weird for a grown-up to sing. Um, and Taylor Swift, Hater's Gonna Hate. Like, I don't know, I have lyrics, have the kids' music's always been, like, for sure for thirteen year olds, or there have there always been like have there ever been like adult themes in kids' music where it didn't feel so weird to sing along to it?
3: Well the it Wiggles had that had one song know. about Vietnam. <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe it's, really
5: it's
2: always really been right. happening.
3: I really didn't foresee that one
2: coming.
3: Fan. Hilton. It was like, yeah, I I, did, I didn't see that coming at
5: all. Agent Orange! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's, that has struck me, though. It's like, this is hell really hell good I, music, I, and I can't the I it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, And they spit on me. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, shake it. <laughs> All oh. right, that's
1: just about enough for this week, don't you think? I was going to say,
3: that's... <laughs> Usually John has like stopped this in his tracks twenty minutes
0: ago, but
5: yeah, this went way too long. Sorry, but thanks Parker
0: for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks Parker. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I think everybody needs to go check out John's uh, article over at uh, Twins Daily. By the way, He it was pretty good. Uh, he, he wrote some anger stuff about the Twins payroll. It was good. It seemed very visceral.
1: I felt good, but then the then Parker started arguing with me in the comments, and I couldn't stay
0: mad. I it was tough. To, I just had to take the other side, you know. I, I worked you, out my anger no. immediately. <laughs> I'm not going to let you be a run train on that.
1: Oh, and I, since I, Parker's Since Parker's here, we should also mention that you should listen to the No Juice podcast despite what we said last week cuz it's really yeah, good.
0: Sorry. Sorry about yeah, well, that you
1: nah. oh, cool. nah. Did you have Amelia on last time?
0: We did. She was uh she was great.
3: Did she uh, talk, Did you talk about us at all?
0: <laughs> she said how good you guys smelled. She said you guys let her talk about basketball for like ten minutes, like the last time. And Dan Whoops. just wanted to talk basketball the entire time. Like there was like an hour of basketball where I just stared at the wall and drank a beer. <laughs>
5: <laughs> God I put on point. a monocle.
0: So if basketball's your thing, it was yeah, I put on a monocle and just hung out.
3: Why would you have Amelia Reno on to talk basketball? It makes no sense.
0: Weird. Not a, none at all, not at all. The only thing that, that I was, like, interested in, not the only thing, but the, she uh, wrote an article about Chuck Knobloch, like, two years ago, three years That's ago. That's right, she did. And uh, I just kind of wanted to rehash some of that stuff, and because I didn't realize she actually went down there and talked to him. It was at yeah. his place. So I wanted to be like, so what was everything like at his house? Where were things? <laughs> you write know, like, this. Leave like, nothing out.
2: <laughs> things into the garbage can that he missed by like 15 feet. So
0: just <laughs> <up the kitchen. laughs> Empty Lone Star beers everywhere. Yeah, it was weird.
1: Did I ever I tell know. my Adam not. Weber story on the podcast? No. Do it. So, this was back when he was the Gophers quarterback and he was having a problem with overthrowing receivers. So I was at the football complex and I walked out of the building sort of behind him and he walked across the street and there was a parking ticket on his car because he had Parked illegally, and he's so mad, and he crumpled it up and he threw it at the garbage can, but it sailed like ten feet over the garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't stop laughing.
0: <laughs> Did he see you laughing?
1: No, I'm okay. sure he would have turned around and beat me senseless because he was a large human. But oh, that's those are the days. All right, that's a good way to end.
5: Read twins daily.
1: Read Twins Daily, Vikings Daily. Journal, uh, Wild Extra. Wild Extra. <sighs> Wild Extra. They got it all.
3: Timberwolves
0: Parade.
1: NojuicePodcast.com. Go to advertising. Love you, man. Bye bye. We're approaching up for good just now before. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. And now I'm staring at the bodies and the movement. And then the band slowed the tempo, and the music took you down. Oh, 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 oh. It was a same old song with the melancholy.